Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pinstripe Alley Podcast, Late Night Edition. Merns and Shaw in the morning. Nice. Yes, yes, indeed. It is that special time to talk Carlos Rodon, Yankees. Hello. It is news, nice. News just broke. It wasn't five hours earlier and we just had lives. No, 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 no. Who did news just broke? We'll pretend no. that's the case. <laughs> it wasn't five hours earlier. It was a couple hours earlier. but I don't remember how many hours ago it was. Eh, it wasn't that long. Anyway, the post went up for us just a little after 8 o'clock, and John Heyman reported it. He got it right this time, so uh, good for him, I guess. Uh, six years, $162 million, and uh, no trade clause for Carlos Rodon, who is the newest member of the Yankees rotation. Makes a pretty good one-two punch right at the top with Garrett Cole. One fireballer from the right, one fireballer from the left. That's uh, pretty good. It's funny when you say John Heyman got it right this time. We're not sure if you mean just the where where the person is signing or just how he spelled the name. Yeah, he's he. I think but he technically spelled were, the name right. Both were correct this time. So kudos, John. You're having well, a better wait, day. Wait, did he did he do the accent mark though? Probably not. Oh, fair enough. You know what? Never mind, John. Yeah, that 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 counts as a typo in my book. I always yes. have to correct it because you know exactly. It's not their actual name. Yeah, but Most yeah, no. The Yankees rotation is uh, very, very uh, exciting in 2023, at least as of right now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, once you just getting past Cole and Rodon, you got Dester Cortez, who, you know, oh, by the way, he was an all-star in 2022. That's a nice guy to have. And he saved their season in game five of the division series. This is a pretty good guy to be your number three starter and have Luis Severino. Again, you you know that the potential is so high for him. Yeah, you're probably not going to get like a 200 inning season out of him at this point, but you're going to get some quality work done by him when he's on the mound. So that's because we're getting 300 innings from him. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Old Haas Sevi. Yeah. He's back. <laughs> and uh, Frankie Montas is also a participant. <laughs> but you know yeah, what? I mean, with those four in, in front, like I could pitch it for, for the Yankees and it's fine. Exactly. So. Yeah. Oh, and maybe Montas will, you know, pitch a little better. Red. Right? It's just like, oh, Frankie Montas is the 
big trade deadline addition to save the season. Uh, maybe not. But if he's just like, oh, Frankie Montas is the uh, number five starter, we'll see what he could do. Maybe he exceeds the low expectations. Yeah, I will say my bar for him is pitch better than I would every fifth day. And I think I, I can say with confidence that he'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my bar right now. So do that. Montas and we'll, we'll be good, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it is funny that the first series of the season is scheduled to be against the San Francisco Giants uh, in New York. So the Yankees get to immediately shove the Aaron Judge and Carlos Rodon toys in their faces. Yeah, and it's only funny because of Aaron Judge signing, uh, coming back to the Yankees because it would be miserable otherwise. But yeah. we don't have to think about that. Yeah, well, we left now, but then randomly we'll get like, you know, Sean Mania out pitching Carlos Rodon because that's a thing. <laughs> or like, you know, Billy Crystal will delay Garrett Cole again and oh, that'll no. happen. Yeah, they're, they're going to intentionally bar Billy Crystal from the stadium this time. Yeah. Billy Crystal is the reason Garrett Cole gave up 75 home runs this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was 75, by the way, I checked. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, that's right. Well, glad you mentioned home runs, because one thing that Carlos Rodon was good about, particularly the past couple of years, is not really giving up home runs. Only five pitchers, I found, have given up a uh, lower home run rate than him of all pitchers who have thrown at least 300 innings for the past two years. So... That's uh, that's good. I don't know if that'll continue at Yankee Stadium. There probably there's always going to be short porch specials for even the most home run suppression of pitchers, but still, he he should do a better job at that than Cole. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the biggest concern, if you have so with uh, Rodon right now, is just you know, is he going to stay healthy? Obviously, like he has more of a track record of being not good than he has of being great. But obviously, the last two years he's been great. And, you know, people way smarter than me have, like, looked into what's made him great. And, you know, based on what they say and based on what everyone sees, the the, the changes are legit. It's not just like he came out and had a career year. Because that's what, like, you know, you initially thought 2021 was about. So that's why he, you know, signed that deal with the Giants for the two-year deal. Uh, two-year sure. deal. But then he got the opt-out just because, you know, I'm sure he felt good about his stuff and felt good. And like, no, 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 I'm awesome now. And, you know, it turns out he is. So, you know, you may have some concerns about the length of the deal, six years, whatever, but hey, they managed to avoid giving him the seventh year that he apparently wanted. They managed to stay under $30 million a year for AAV, which is also what he apparently wanted. So all in all, I mean, this this is a win for the Yankees, and it's exactly the type of move they needed. Like, I personally wasn't like gaga over like i i needed carlos rodon but i'm not going to stand here and be like oh my god i'm not excited about it either no yeah it's just very tantalizing stuff that he brings to the table and we saw just flashes of that in that 2021 with the white Sox. he almost threw a perfect game against cleveland that was great but then it was just such a good season anyway and you understand why teams weren't bowling over to do the same sort of offer last year because as you said that was the first time in his career that he'd really done that and succeeded that much on a big league stage. Uh, he'd battled some injuries. He had Tommy John surgery in 2019, some shoulder problems before, then shoulder problems that popped up again in 2020. So there are a lot of questions around him, and the White Sox even non-tendered him after 2020. It's pretty remarkable that he's gone from the non-tender just two years ago to $160 million contract two years later. So yeah. that's good for like- him. And he was a he was a high draft pick if I remember oh, yeah. correctly, number like a third three. overall, yeah, number third three overall, overall out of NC State. So, so the, the potential was always there, but I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, like 
after he got injured or whatever, he spent a lot of time working on his like mechanics and spe specifically about like, you know, just how he's delivering. And, you know, like I said, the changes seem to be legit. So, you know, we'll take it. Yeah. And, and the Yankees are, I'm sure, did their due diligence on his arm. And, you know, if it doesn't hold up, well, it doesn't hold up. Pitchers uh, sometimes don't work out like that. But, you know, you make the move and you go for this guy with this pretty high ceiling. Yeah, it's going to be a risk, but you needed to replace Jamison Tyone's innings somehow. And it did not seem that Tyone was going to be the guy that they were going to go after. And I think there's a very reasonable argument to make that, yeah, if you're the Yankees, you should make the play to take a risk on this, like such a high ceiling kind of guy who can really put you over the top. Maybe you, he gets injured and you don't have him for like the full 30 starts or something, but just what he brings to the table is so formidable. And if pairing him with Cole is just so dangerous. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought Tyone up because like that's the biggest thing, right? It's not just, you know, it wasn't just a one-for-one -one replacement as far as what they're getting. This is an upgrade, let's be honest. Like, yeah, I, I like Jameson Tyone. He, you know, he did a very good job, you know, for the Yankees the two years he was here. Kudos, wish him the uh, best of luck in his future endeavors. But yeah, no, this is, this is an upgrade. Let's put it at that. And to your point, yeah, anybody, any pitcher comes with a risk. And the top guys on the market, like, Outside of Rodon, were what Verlander, who's like 95 years old, and Jacob Degrom, who pitches like four games a year. Like, but <laughs> they're still getting big money because of the potential they bring. Like Jacob Degrom got signed for 185 million dollars. Verlander signed a two-year deal for 80 million dollars. Like, you're the Yankees. Like, you can take that risk. It's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Injury, injury is a risk you're going to take with any pitcher, any player, really. Like, and that's just you know stuff happens. But the talent is there. The 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 talent level is there, and it's a clear upgrade, which is. You know, besides the fact that, hey, yeah, you always want to make your team better, it shows that, like, this team, at least this year, looks like they're committed to trying actually winning. Yeah, that's the real thing about this move that gives me a lot of hope. And I, I wrote about this in the little blurb that goes along with the podcast, but this is very much a statement of intent because we've talked about, like, obviously, it was wonderful to get the news that Aaron Judge was coming back. But, you know, that was, like, the bar. They had to do that. There was no way that they could have really found some way to like cobble together another form of the offense without Aaron Judge, I don't think, and reasonably hope to be the favorites for the AL East in 2023, you know? But this is a move that, like, there is a world where they didn't make this one and they just get like another Jameson Tyone type to psych up those innings. And the pitching would probably be fine because the Yankees pitching is in a good position right now under Matt Blake and his staff. So if they didn't replace him with a guy like Rodon, it'd be kind of annoying, but it's like, okay, fine. But I appreciate that they're just like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to do it. We're going to sign Carlos Rodon and give this team every intention to win because this is a team that can win. And no, pitching was not what made them get swept by the Astros, but you still need to have that sort of quality pitching to get you over the top and maybe avoid some of the sweats that they had down the stretch last year and in the division series. Yeah, and I'm fully willing to give Aaron Judge all the credit for the signing happening because oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure part of his conversations were, yeah, you need to make this team better. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't, we can't just run it back with the guys we have because you probably need to bring back Rizzo as well as Judge and bullpen addition, Tommy Kane. Like, okay, good. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, tangible moves need to be made on this team to be like, yes, we are going to make concerted effort to compete with the Houston Astros and try to get back to the World Series. Little did you know, that's actually the reason that Judge hasn't officially signed yet is because he's making Hal uh, actually live up to his word first. 
Yeah, like, I'll oh, get around to signing that contract. How's those uh, Rodon negotiations going? I really hope my pen doesn't run out of ink, you know? Yeah, right. Might need to go to San Francisco to get a different pen. I hear they make good pens over there. All of a sudden, Carlos Correa is looking for a job again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't think Carlos Correa has officially signed either, so maybe they colluded. Exactly. I, you know, I'm all... I, I'm all for player collusion as I'm as for player collusion as I am anti-owner collusion. Yeah. Just do like, they suddenly do the weird inverse of like the Chris Bosch, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, where like, we are not, we are making a pact to play separately. (laughs) He's going to go to San Francisco. I'm going to go to New York and uh, Xander Bogarts is going to go to the Padres for some reason. Because they give him all the money. Meanwhile, somebody else is offering anybody who San Diego offers 40 million less and they're still uh, signing away. And th- yes, I know that joke's not funny anymore because they did actually get Xander Bogarts, but it's still funny to me, damn it. Yeah, and <laughs> the Red Sox are offering like 120. You're like, we are, we made a bid on that guy. Yeah, we're <laughs> second the place. Sox, the Red Sox are just there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, DFAing Jeter Downs, who's the, <laughs> oh the their main acquisition from the Mookie Betts trade. Good job. Good job over there. This joke has been made a million times on Twitter already, but I don't care. I don't think the Mookie Betts trade has worked out. I think yeah. it's official. Yeah, I think I think it's safe to say it was a bad trade. Yeah. Hmm. Should we get rid of the wildly popular MVP just for cost reasons? And maybe we don't want to resign him to a free agent contract. Yeah, we'll just get Verdugo in here. I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't know if I'm feeling better or worse about the chances of Devers leaving next year. Like, part of me, like of the baseball fan in me, wants him to stay there because you know it's just good for the sport. But the Yankees fan in me is just excited about the possibility of him leaving. It's a good test of uh, how much shame uh, the Red Sox ownership has. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, uh, maybe we need to overpay, just extend him. But I, if I'm Devers, I'm just like, you're going to pay me as much as the Yankees just paid Aaron Judge. Or at least, like, I'm going to string this out to the maximum value, which is basically what Aaron Judge did. Yeah, exactly. Everyone should follow the Judge model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were talking about this on the R2C2 podcast with uh, CC and uh, Ryan Rucco. It's, and Rucco kept talking about, like, yeah, that's exactly how he, he had to play it to get the back steal. It's like, yep, good. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Like, I'm sure multiple people have said this, so I don't know if I should care about who specifically said it because I'm sure multiple people did. But like, if they ever teach a ch- uh, class on free agency and like uh, all that, like Aaron Judge is going to be the prime example of just how to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Ozzy Albies is going to be the example of how not to do not it. Not to do is... it. Yes. <laughs> Don't yes. have your agent two, sign a tiny extension. <laughs> two two polar opposites. Yep. But uh, also in terms of size, because you know Ozzy is kind of small, and Aaron Judge is. Sorry, we're getting off track. He's kind of large. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's a big but boy. Carlos Rodon. Man, that's that's going to be a lot of fun to see this guy at the front of the rotation. He brings such a good energy to the mound, too, with these high strikeout games. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some lumps here and there, and it'll, there will be some inevitably frustrating IL stints. But again, this is the guy you make the play for. Yeah, no, this is this is a great move. I, there's nothing bad about it. And again, the the deal is less than what I expected him to eventually sign for both in terms of years and in terms of money. So, like, I don't see how anybody can complain. Yeah, Again, considering... I personally wouldn't care about, like, the, the amount of money because, like, it's not mine. And the Yankees have it, so, like, spend it. Give them $50 million a year. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, again, I agree. I thought in this sign of market, maybe Rodon would get that seventh year and maybe it'd be closer to, like, 180. So, this is the contract. This is the contract. It's not wildly different 
in terms of inflation than like what CC Zabathi was signing for back in the day. Granted, you know, CC is a guy who had like a much stronger track record on that left arm than Rodon, but same sort of ceiling, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we keep talking about the ceiling, but it's the ceiling's good. The, the I like ceilings. ceilings. What was that uh, UNC saying from a few years ago? The ceiling is the roof. Yeah, the yeah. The, I think that was the year that they lost to Villanova in the last second, so maybe that wasn't the time for it. I think it was still a fun thing oh, to yeah. say, so I'm sure they still enjoyed that expression. Yeah, yes, that's true. Said by a famous Derek Jeter friend, Michael Jordan. Yes. But no, the, the, like I said, the biggest thing like to kind of just circle back to it is like the Yankees show that they're trying to win and they're serious about contending, not just you know, happy to make the playoffs because there was a rumors a few days ago started about like how the Yankees are looking at Nate Valdi and things like that. And that's, that would have been the, Hey, yeah, we're just happy to make the playoffs and see what yeah, happens. Yeah. Moves. But bringing Carlos Rodon is like, no, we actually want to do stuff. We no, as much as I enjoyed the Nate Valdi gifts from his uh, first stint with the Yankees, I don't think we really needed a return appearance. So no, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. I will say it's going to be weird to you know talk about this and how about the Yankees want to win and then see IKF as a starting shortstop on opening day but yeah uh, I'm more worried about Josh Donaldson being a third base I think that's the most likely thing like IKF could start a shortstop but it might be Oswald Peraza it seems like they're very much just in terms of like what we're hearing of like the reports on the team it does not seem like IKF is the center of this way he might be out of shortstop on opening day but it does seem like they have a lot of hope for Peraza and eventually Volpe to jump in there so yeah at this point like I'm fine with IKF just being on the team if he's just going to be there to like you know back up and do whatever but the majority of the starts at shortstop should not be going to him it should be going to some combination of Peraza and Volpe and hell even throw uh, Oswaldo Cabrera in the mix I don't care but IKF should be fourth on that list uh, yeah. of, of who you want starting. But, yeah, uh, it seems like we still have a, a shoe to drop in terms of the outfield, too, because it feels like they still need a, a left fielder. Because uh, is even though Oswaldo Cabrera did a yeoman's work making it work out there as a utility man, they probably need to get re-signed like an Andrew Benatendi or try to figure something out on the trade market. So Yeah, I think, I mean, I mean the best bet seems like it would be to just bring Benatendi back. And I'm, I'm honestly perfectly okay with that move. <laughs> Yeah, Jake had a good article about that the other day, basically yep. along those same lines where it's like, okay, if you're going to be getting like, if, if you're thinking about trading for one of these guys on like the Diamondbacks or the Twins, why don't you just bring Andrew Benatendi back for just cash, you know? Exactly. And as it, a good defender, he has a pretty high floor for going back to this analogy, you know? Yes. Yeah, no. And yeah, he's he's obviously a very good defender and, you know, he has a solid bat. It's not great in the sense of like, it's not exactly what you want, but I think it provides a different type of look that the Yankees lineup could use. So go for it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So we endorse and that. Also just get Josh Donaldson off the team. I don't yeah. Care that We would like that too. I feel like they're just going to be like, you eh, don't feel like it, but maybe they'll just dump that salary, find some way. Yeah. They still got to move Aaron Hicks out of there too. Cause I don't really see him being with the team by opening day. I mean, maybe he is, but I think they're just ready to move on. We'll see. Yeah. I'll still be less upset about Aaron Hicks being on the team as much as like you can't depend on him for anything, but just no. <laughs> from, from a pure vibe standpoint, oh, just get yeah. JD off the team. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you, but the Yankees do have some 40 man move decisions to make, because as we said, like none of these signs that we've talked about are actually official yet. Like Kane Lee is not on the team. Judge is not on the team. Uh, like they brought Rizzo back already, but that was, was like say, a month I think ago. Rizzo, Rizzo was the only official move, right? Yeah, and so they've and they've made these like little forty man moves in advance of the rule five that are 
some people on there, but some decisions are going to have to be made. So we'll see if them some other shoes drop before that happens. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, I think that's about it. Unless you have anything else you want to add? No. Yeah, they pretty much covered it. I mean, this is the news. <laughs> this is the news. Yeah, Carlos Rodon is a Yankee, and it's good. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, Carlos Rodon. Good. Good. Yeah, because the last time we potted was about just Judge coming back and also Tommy Canley. So, yeah, then now it's uh, Carlos Rodon is here. Yankees starting rotation looks pretty nasty. And keep on keeping on. Don't let the offseason end there. There's still work to do, but we are feeling pretty good about uh, 2023, which is more than I could say, just like uh, during the arson judge period. <laughs> yeah, I know I said this to you like in our, in our Slack, but like it feels weird to like be happy or satisfied with the Yankees offseason because I forgot what that felt like. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like there's still work to do. There's still moves to be made. Like th- there's still moves I would make just to like make me feel better. Like I said earlier, get JD off this team, mm-hmm. you know, find a way to move on from uh, Aaron Hicks. I don't really care if you just eat the money, DFA, both of them. I don't really care, but whatever. But overall, this has been a very good offseason. Like bringing Aaron Judge back was the, the Yankees bare minimum. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. We were excited to have him back, That's, but it was still the bare minimum of what they needed to do. You bring Anthony Rizzo back, like, okay, yeah, they needed a first baseman. Still part of that bare minimum, or like, hey, we're just kind of bringing back the parts that worked on this team last year. Tommy Canely was a good addition to the bullpen. Um, you know, you swap him out for a role as Chapman, automatically the vibes are better. But Carlos Rodon is the first mover. It's like, oh, no, no, they're actually doing it, and it just feels weird, and I'm happy about it. So, you know, kudos. Yeah, there we go. I still don't like you, Brian Cashman, because like you still annoyed me about the whole Iron Judge thing. But yeah, whatever. yeah. These there's some version of his reality where it's like, if only I could have saved the Aaron Judge money and got like I don't know three Andrew Benintendi's. Yes, could have yeah. done it. Yeah, well, too bad. Anyway, that'll do it for us, Pinster Pally Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Pinster Pally. Follow me on Twitter at Merns PSA. Uh, how was your night before the Carlos Rodon signing? What were you doing? Were you busy? Uh, just working. We had our, our, our virtual holiday party at work today. That was kind of fun. I've also been like on and off sick this month and it's just been awful, but whatever. Well, one part of that is more fun than the other. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, the, it was a, it was a decent day, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm on my recovery path instead of like in the, in the thick of the sickness. So we'll take it. Yeah. Well, how about a nice, uh, sip of Rodana Tussin? Will that help? Woo. All right, on that whatever that was, we're going <laughs> to end it right there. So thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, And I'll give a special, uh, you know, it's technically 20 minutes after, but a special birthday shout-out to former Pinstripe Alley writer and podcaster Greg Kirkland. Yes, happy Gregmas to us happy all. Happy Gregmas to us all. Farewell.